Alrighty, you ready? Yeah. You want to start it or you want me to start it? <clears throat> I'll start it. All right. Welcome to the podcast where we sometimes talk about fitness, but we always talk about nothing. I'm Haley Jones. I'm Mandy Jones. And, and this, this is Jones Our Side. Jones Sizers. Welcome up? to episode 54. We're thrilled to have you back with us on this cross-training episode. Oh, yeah. If you don't already, yep, yep. I'll, everybody late some cross-training. Um, if you don't already, go give us a follow on Instagram at Pod. Um, Haley, do you yeah. know what I like to do before I cross-train? Let me think. Does it rhyme with I don't know what rhymes with up. I was going to say bump. Does bump rhyme with up? up I like bump. to warm up before I cross train. <laughs> All right. So you, you, can, you can start. You can start with your warm up. Okay. So I know you're not on this train. You won't even give it a try. Okay. But we're, that's not what I'm trying to talk about today. Um, but I just want to say Bachelor in Paradise they are all using this term dumpster fire. Like this is such a dumpster fire. And I just want to say that I have been using that term for years. I know. It's and not new. I'm just like, they are all saying it. And so I just, I'm watching that. And every time they say this is a dumpster fire, I'm like, it truly is a dumpster fire. It is the correct use of the word. And um, I'm clearly up on the times. Not that it matters, but I'm just saying every time they say it, I'm like, that did not come from the beach. That's been around. And I love well, that phrase. So, so question. Yeah. Um, Cause it's better so than saying you, it's an S show. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, dumpster fire is more, and that actually is appropriate. But what my question is, is that did these people think that it wasn't going to be I mean, come on. It's Bachelor in Paradise. I think they're, like, delusional. Because, like, someone will get taken on a date. And they're all, like, she really likes me. So they're going to go on this date. And she's going to come back and be, like, I still want to be with you. And that's not what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> no. That's that is not, not what's no. happening. And Have you ever? You know, that's, like, when the person I want. Ivan is, like, the winner. Um, Ivan is a winner winner. But he just. It's delusional. It's like, Ivan, listen, you got to bring the fire, yeah. bro. If you don't bring the fire, it doesn't matter. So he's delusional. You got to have a spark, Haley. You got to have a spark. What were you saying about um, Chris? No, I'm just saying. So Chris and I, when we watch Bachelor, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, we're yeah. always screaming at the television. Have you never watched the show? I mean, they make it like it's a surprise, right? That there, you know, that there's someone on there that's stirring the pot. They, they, it like drives me nuts that they act like it's a, a surprise that it's bothersome that they waste time talking about the other people, the other contestants. I'm like, have you never watched the show? Right. I mean, this is well, what I think it it's because people don't they're not like introspective enough to realize like humans have patterns and you're yeah. going to like fall into a certain personality type. Like yeah. 
You're going to be the one that feels like you need to rescue the bachelor or bachelorette. You're going to be the one that's like, um, you know what I mean? Like wants to be yeah. friends with everyone. You're going to be, but it's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, you are, bro. Yeah, you are, ma'am. So anyways, mm-hmm. dumpster fire. That's really funny. How many more episodes are left? I did hear about some um, Lance Bass went on um, a yeah, podcast. Lance Bass, Lance Bass just finished his his part. They're like training out hosts. Okay. And I'm actually really hoping that out of this, Wells will become the new Chris Harrison. Do you think he's good? He's really good. Okay. Well, he's the one like holding it all together. And so he's, he's, he's making it not a dumpster fire. Well, I'm just saying how he interacts with people. And like, he's the one that is like, it's time for the rose ceremony or whatever. And Mm -hmm. he's, so I think he could be a better the next Chris, Chris Harrison. Harrison. Yeah, I don't even know if we even need a Chris David Harrison. David Spade but... was funny, though. I will say that. He was funny. Lance was a little bit awkward at first. Well, I heard that Lance went on Nick Vile's podcast and was yeah. blasting Connor B. And was saying he's that he's a nice... Though. He's the, the one from Nashville. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. That he's... Um, that he uh, is... Um, that basically that he's a really nice guy, but he thinks he's just on there to launch his career. And I'm like, Hmm, Lance Bass on a very popular show that, and you're completely a no name now, but you're trying whatever. I mean, glass houses, you know, glass houses, kettle black. Anyway, it just, I just was like, Oh, poor Lance Bass, poor Lance Bass. Just live off your Royals and have fun somewhere else, you know? Yeah. But anyway, all right, so I last minute changed my warm up because, oh. um, yeah, which is so now I have an uplifting one. Oh, so okay. We had an opening at the gym um, at at the mayor, at where I'm at for a spin instructor, and yes. um, so um, I begged Haley. She said no, just for the. <laughs> I thought about it heavily, but I just can't commit to it. Yeah, yeah. So I anyway, will be but, I will be one Saturday a month at Nash at a signature. I saw that. That's so awesome. Come on down. Come on down. So um so anyway, so I um put my thing my feelers out and one of the personal trainers at our gym um had also recently got certified in spin. And so I asked her if she would, you know, want to do it and she moved her like personal training schedule around and agreed to do it. And which I was like super excited because you know I need we needed an instructor there I didn't want to cancel the class and you know I was very pumped well this morning I come in and I'm telling you what I mean she I think it's because she's a personal trainer she's been at the mm-hmm. gym for a million years that class was freaking packed I mean like oh, all the I love spin, it. yes all the spin instructors um, came to support her yes. um, all of the like regular like spinners that sometimes spin on a different morning they all went I mean she had like 20 people in there I was so excited and I thought this is exactly what I talked about last week on the podcast about relationships like yes this is what group fitness is all about anyway it just made my whole morning She, I talked to her afterwards and I said, well, how did it go? And she said that after about the fifth song, her heart rate started coming back down to normal. Like she was all nervous today because it was the first time she taught. Yeah. um, Anyway, I just, and one of the instructors helped her, you know, figure out how to 
just kind of all the things that I probably should have done, but I'm not like actual friends with her. And so um, it just, again, goes back to relationships. I mean, like there are people there to help. So anyway, I just was like, they are living out exactly the reason why I love group fitness. And so Aww, anyway, yay. it just made me so happy. It was exactly what I needed on this rainy morning. That is so rain. Just kidding. This uh, rain is messing up deals. You oh, can't really? get a septic inspection. If the rain uh, is like this, you feel me? Oh, you yes. heard anyways. Yeah. That stinks. But yeah, yay I first actually thing. chose, I, I changed my, um, I was changing my playlist this morning and, uh, the, the, the one, the warm up I chose was "Rain on Me" by Lady Gaga. So you know, oh, I was like, that was I was inspired last night. I needed some rain. So anyway, all right. So it is cross training time. Yes, we. Read when you hear the, the words cross training, do you also think of an elliptical? No. Every time I hear the word cross train, I'm like elliptical. Hmm. Why? I'd like to get one. Oh, because you want to cross train on an elliptical? That's so funny. You know what I think of? I think of shoes. Like, you know, those, you know, like when you're like looking up shoes. I'm like, how is that a cross training shoe? Like, I don't even know how that even happens. But anyway, I guess it's like, like how is that different than every other shoe I have? But anyway, I I don't know. That's a good question. That's what I think of. All right. So we cross-trained with a nonfiction book called The Checklist Manifesto. Manifesto. Um, it's a very recognizable book because it's read with a big check on it. Right. I really liked it a lot. Uh, I like the cover a lot. Let's be clear. <laughs> um, I was like, no, what? <laughs> Excuse me? What? Um, it's a relatively short book, y'all. Um, I will say, I think it does actually spur some really good conversation about checklists in general. Um, and that kind of thing. But anyway, you give us a good overview of what it's about, Haley, and then we'll get into some actual discussion questions. So uh, the guy that writes it is a general surgeon, um, Atul Gawande or whatever his name is. Sorry. That's how I I said it. Yeah. And he says it in the book a couple of times, but whatever. So he basically, it's about the idea of how to improve complicated processes. So for example, flying a plane, building a skyscraper, uh, doing surgery, because, um, like a lot of these problems have, or a lot of these, these are complicated problems in the sense that they have a lot of small pieces to get to the same end goal. Um, and that the, like the idea of the checklist helps you to like things that need to be automatic or that you do every time can be put on a checklist. So you're not spending mental energy trying to remember, like, put the gown on or do such and such anesthesia or check the bolts of the skyscraper, like things that need to be done every time can go on a checklist. So that way, when you have complex problems added into the complicated problem, you're better, better able to solve like complex problems or things that you can't account for because you haven't used all your brain power on like the mundane task of getting the actual big goal done. If that makes sense. Yeah. I kind of actually was reminiscent, especially you talking about it now of um, when you talked about how cell phones have freed up our brain space. Yes. Um, I I feel like it's kind of that same line of thought that 
the checklist frees up your brain space to do these complex things like laying a plane and do surgery and that kind of thing. Um, And also, um, it also makes me think too, that when they are little simple tasks that you do over and over again, I think you start in your brain think, did I already do that? Because, you know, you've done it, especially with surgery. Like if you, if you're like a scrub in nurse or something and you, this is your, you know, 10th surgery of the week and it's like oh wait have I done that already so um so anyway I think it's an interesting study I guess um yeah I think it's um like for me like my takeaway like a lot of this is getting people safe keeping people safe whether that's a skyscraper or on a plane Mm -hmm. and then I was just thinking in general like about education and how education is super complex and super complicated to do it the right way. And like, where are we missing checklists? Um, but like the res- resounding thing is that people are people and people, every person has a different need. So there are patterns, right? That like, here's how we generally approach surgery. But like, if this person doesn't need an antibiotic and this person does, like how do we shift the process, but already have a process in place that will address the problem. So it was just really about, to me, just thinking about like humans are complicated people. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Okay. So that's actually my first question. So why might simple be better than complex, particularly for experts reluctant to use simple lists? So simple, uh, I mean, simple, so how he explains it is like simple is like an easy task, like putting the laundry in the washing machine or whatever. Like that's simple, whatever. Complex is like raising a child. Yes. Because amen. every child <laughs> is different. Like you could have, you could have four children, but how you go about raising them, like they all have different personalities. They all have different needs. I have, they have different love languages. So that's like complex. Right. So I think simple, um, it just takes less brain power. So why so, do you think that experts are experts are reluctant to use a simple list? Like, you know what I mean? Why do you think? I mean, based on what he back? says, he says it's like ego. Like, I don't need that checklist. I don't need a checklist to put mm-hmm. the laundry in the washing machine. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't need that kind of thing, which I think we undercut the amount of brain power we use on simple tasks. Yeah, for general. sure. Um, we probably should have done this at the top, but let's talk about the three types of problems. So we yeah. have simple, like mm-hmm. you said, laundry, complicated mm-hmm. will be an example of a complicated problem. So complicated is like a bunch of simple all like together to make like you can put you can reduce complicated down to a bunch of simple pieces. So like flying a plane takes a lot of simple pieces And together you get the plane in the air. So that's like a complicated problem, but you can have a checklist of simple tasks to make it happen. And then complex Complex is is less linear, kind of like. Like the example you gave about raising kids. Right. And then adding it unforeseen. Right. Like, for example, complicated is like, I have this newborn. Okay. I've got to feed this newborn. I got to get whatever you do with a newborn. I have no idea. Right. Like I can guess, I don't, I've never had a newborn, but that's complicated, but complex yes. is like adding in like, Oh, they have jaundice or, Oh, right. Yeah. They have, you know what I mean? Like that. They need to in. be potty trained. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, you're right. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, so, so what's the, um, like, why would it be important? Like, what does he say? The importance of like, 
being able to diffuse decision making. I think that's kind of what you were touching on is that it really does. If you well, get I rid, think, you, yeah, I think part of it, the diffusion of the decision making, and I could be like misinterpreting this idea, but part of the checklist idea is like complicated problems and complex problems depend on more than one person. So like if the decision in in the in the in a like surgical theater and surgery is all on the surgeon then people are going to take less responsibility or like nurses or whatever or whoever is going to feel like it's not their call but if they're all working on one goal and one checklist together and they each have roles and parts within that then all the decision making is not just on one person because as we know like people are fallible but the more heads you put together you have that decision-making, you know, more spread out and you have more eyes on the problem. So that's and what I can about that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Cause if you're, yeah, I feel more accountability than, yeah. Right. Um, so can we like, what were the examples he was giving about like the types of people that use checklists? Uh, like, well, he, like, he I was, Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I I was actually surprised, you know, like, um, I was surprised that there, for example, um, at the end of the book, he gives the story about the flight that went into the Hudson. Mm-hmm. Um, it Was it 1549 or 1459 flight? I don't know. Anyway, Whatever, with Sully. Sully, with Sully. Um, I thought that was interesting. I guess I knew that pilots and co-pilots had checklists mm. you know like you I, you kind of think I, I guess I knew that somewhere in my brain but I just thought it was really interesting his take on the fact that Soli basically was saying thank you for telling you know congratulating me for landing this plane but it really really wasn't me like right. I'm not the hero here right. and um and I think not only was he saying I'm not the hero like it was my co-pilot and the crew and all of that but he was saying I'm not the hero's co-pilot crew and the checklist right of being able to look at especially the co-pilot I mean that's where he mm-hmm. was living right um and I just I, like I said if if somebody put a gun in my head and said do pilots have a checklist I probably would have said yes but um, I just think it's interesting because that seems like a lot. Like, how are they going through a checklist if you're flying my plane? But now, after reading that, I'm actually really thankful that they have a checklist right. while flying my plane, you know? Right. Um, so um, I just thought that was interesting. But what other well, it also keeps them like task based instead of like, oh my God, this plane is going down. Like, if you mm-hmm. have a task, you don't have time to worry necessarily like you just need to get on the task. Um, yeah. yeah. Something else I thought was super interesting was when he was talking about like the building of like buildings and skyscrapers and how essentially everything they do is automated. Like essentially there is like pro there's a project management like system that's like this massive checklist and all the people that are involved And if one thing goes wrong, it gets emailed to like a committee of people who then make a decision and shift the checklist. Like it's all automated. So they don't have to be like, oh, this beam is missing 10 bolts. But say someone's like on the front line putting these bolts on, 
then they can send out an email that's like, this is missing bolts. Is that okay? And that goes to like 20 of the higher up people and those 20 work together to fix the problem. So I thought that was like, I didn't realize how automated like oh, yeah, me neither. Is. I thought that was fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, that was fascinating. Cause it was very, cause I think I just think contractor yeah, and you know, you're bringing your crew and that kind of thing. I mean, it is, it definitely, I guess we shouldn't be surprised. I mean, look at, you know, I mean, they automate, it's automated to build a car. Well, and like, I didn't like, that's what my brother does for a living. I had no idea like how complex, I mean, I, I like, I just never knew, like, we don't really talk about like what he does, but like, that's what he does for a living. And I didn't realize how like intricate it was or whatever. Yeah. So it's fascinating. That is fascinating. Um, one of the questions posed is that he talks a lot about is, um, about whether or not success is a matter of luck um and like what what actually does cause success yeah um so what do you what what do you think do you agree with what he was saying about that or did you know that this was an interview question when I interviewed for KIPP knowledge is power program charter school really yeah he was like a success luck or hard work did you start quoting Malcolm Gladwell? Because this felt very Malcolm Gladwell. I wasn't me. enlightened enough to know who Malcolm Gladwell <laughs> okay. was at the time. Well, maybe the I time. did. I don't know. It's been a long time. Um, let's see. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's luck, but I also feel like momentum. I think it's more momentum. Success is more like momentum, like moving forward in the right direction to the right steps. Yeah. Like, I mean, I do, I feel like maybe there are lightning strikes, but I don't know, even know if it's luck. I think it's being in the right place at the right time, but that's because you positioned yourself. I don't think it's luck. basically. I saw, um, actually just this morning, um, a meme on, uh, like basically what success, like, it's like the top of it is the, it's like an iceberg Mm. and the top the top of the iceberg that we see is success, but then everything yes. underneath it is hard work, persistence, late nights, rejection, sacrifice, discipline, criticism, doubts, failure, risks. And um, so that, those are all not, those are actually unlucky. Like, right. But I also rejection. Think, right. I think in life too, like if I like right now building my business, if I thought that it was going to be on luck. Like I cannot, like there's no action for me to take, I guess. If I'm thinking I'm going to get lucky versus like, if I take action every day and I, and I, and I push, not push, but like if I take action every day and I'm doing the right things, then that's going to yield a result. It's like sowing seeds, right? It's like the tree just didn't randomly sprout. So I don't, I think luck is like, basically, I don't know. I think it's, I don't know. I don't think it sends the right message about like what life is about. I don't know. Right. Well, I think that we did learn in our Malcolm Gladwell book, a lot of stuff is luck. You know, like if you're, when you're born and that's kind of luck, but I think that was one thing I didn't like about that book is, you know, there wasn't a lot of talk of you know, I mean, there was some talk of like the 10,000 hours and all that kind of stuff, but I agree with you. I think that 
for me, so raising kids, mm-hmm. if I took the attitude of, well, maybe we'll just get lucky and they'll be good kids. Maybe we'll just get lucky and they'll be good parents and they'll be good husbands and, you know, like be good men of God or whatever. We'll just be lucky. We'll just luck out. I think you're right. I think you do. It's kind of like a lazy way out, you know, like I'll just be lucky. But if you know that like it to get to that top of that iceberg of a successful business, a successful kid, a successful marriage, you know, you're not just going to be lucky. You got to, you know, do the, do the hard work and the late nights and the, hard talks and like all the things. So I don't think it's a matter of luck. I think some people are lucky, but they're probably lucky in one little tiny part, you know, like they happen to meet someone at the right time. But the reason why they were there is because they made themselves available or whatever. You could go down that long rabbit hole for a hundred years, but anyway, maybe I don't believe in luck now that I'm thinking about this. Yeah. This is interesting. I'm going to have to think on this more. It is. It is interesting. I'm questioning my life. <laughs> what? No, not really. But I am. I am like, shoot. Like thinking about outliers. I don't even think I would say that's lo- I mean, when they were born, it's like situational. Right. But I believe right. that. I really I mean, I really think like people are here to be their best. I agree. Like, I wasn't born at the time of Bill Gates and had a like computer in my high school that nobody else knew how to use for a reason. Like that wasn't my purpose of being here. So, I mean, if I, if I'm thinking, I just, I want to think that I'm here at the right time when I'm supposed to be. And so as a result, therefore I'm not, I don't want to say I am lucky, but like we all have huge potential whenever we're born. So I don't know, but maybe that's like, I I don't know. I even I even touched on this last week after we had wrapped recordings so no one heard this, but um, you know, I I have a lot of that, I don't even want to call it guilt because that's not the right word, but I, I question a lot of, you know, why did God choose me to be born of, you know, Bill and Gail and have Robin and Stacy as my sisters yeah. to you know, to be raised in that family. Like, I can't believe that was luck. Like, you know, I, I have to believe that he did it for a purpose, like you're saying. And sometimes I do think, why did, you know, why did you choose me? And you didn't choose the kid that, you know, doesn't have a mom, you know, or has a family that's not supportive. I I can go down that kind of, that sound, that's not the right word. You know, I'm not, Right. I don't no, feel I guilty about it, but, but, um, but I, but I, I can't believe that's just like, Oh, luck of the draw. I mean, I really do believe that. Like, like you said, I, I think we have a purpose. I think that God put me there for a reason. And so it's kind of like, so what do I use that for? Where right. do I, how do I go? So, so yeah, I, I think that you're right. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in luck. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I think it's lucky if you draw my name out of a hat and I won a prize, which I never have. So maybe that's why I don't believe in luck because I'm not lucky. <laughs> but can't you feel, well, you, you're saying you've never won a prize. I feel like you can know yeah. it when you're going, you can feel it. Yeah. Oh, no. but, I know. I never win anything. I never like win anything like that. So anyway, it's pretty, I, I and I even sh- always choose the wrong line at the grocery store. I mean, you know, I just, 
I don't know. It's just funny. So, um, that's funny. It's probably because I have the parents I have, and God's like, I've given you all this. You don't need the right line in the grocery store. <laughs> you could deal. <laughs> um, let's see. What else? What else do we want to talk about? Um, did this make you think like, like where I where should you use where maybe you could use a checklist in your own life or no? Um, actually, what it made me think about more than that was the word intentional kept rolling around in my brain. Right. And about how um, really a checklist just means intentionally doing something. And so um, it's one thing for me to say, oh, you know, uh, I'm going to get around to doing that eventually today. That doesn't work well in my life. Like I have to make a schedule and a checklist ultimately and say, I'm going to do this then. And then I'm going to kind of like when we started this podcast before we started recording, I was like, I just have a busy day. Well, if you pull up my phone right now, my, my day is listed out like literally by hour, like this, mm-hmm. this, this, and this, because if not, if I don't have any intention with that, it's all just going to. Go out the window. Go out the window. So, yes. And obviously, I have a different job than you have. But I definitely, um, for example, onboarding a new employee, you know, there is a very specific checklist that we have to do with that, which I appreciate because I don't want to miss anything. So, you know, there. So I will go through a checklist when there's 50 um, million papers. Oh, gosh. Well, that doesn't. Yeah, I don't understand that, but there's like more paperwork to do that job than to be a teacher. (laughs) I know. Now we have another checklist that's just redundant from the first checklist, which I'm not excited about. But anyway, that's a different story. Um, And then, um, but what I want to say though about checklists, which is really funny, is I do think it's a lot personality driven. So, for example, um, Colton makes a checklist like a daily one where he will write down like, especially in the summertime, because we don't really have a lot of, you know, structure. Yes. And so he, and I need to find a picture. I need to find one and take a picture of it because, but we can't ever post it because he would kill me. But, um, but it's so great because it's like, like literally things like wake up, brush teeth, eat breakfast, work out, read books, draw cartoons I mean he's like like very 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 checklist and then he'll say like he'll break it out like work out do this on Monday do this on Tuesday do this on Wednesday you know he's um and so I do think a lot of that is personality driven don't you think yeah I think uh it provides a sense of like security yeah yeah you know what I mean not maybe that's not the right word but I do think it is personality well, yeah. I think it's also personality, like, for example, packing and mm, making a checklist. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, yeah. it's a waste of time to make a checklist because I'm so last minute, which it would help me if I had a checklist to not be so last minute and to be more organized. Shay, like, will go on a camping trip and a month out has a checklist. I have a checklist when I pack. And I'm just like... What the? Yeah. So to me, I'm a, but I do, I can see that it would help me if I had it, but I just, I'm just like, it's a waste of time. Like put the underwear in the bag. Yeah. The bag. 
Yeah. yeah and, and I need, I need, I need two outfits and yeah, Chris does not make a checklist. And so we get to places and he doesn't have underwear mm-hmm. or he doesn't have a belt or he only packed one pair of shorts or, I mean, I'm not kidding. It happens and I refuse to do it. You shouldn't um, do it. No, I'm just like, it's whatever. It's your jam. It's not me looking for shoes to wear, you know? So, yeah, no, um, I'm not your mother, bro, which he's not no. asking you to be. So, no, yeah. no, no, no. He's definitely not asking me to do it, but I really do have to push it away because what I want to do is make him a checklist <laughs> <laughs> that he doesn't want to use. He doesn't want to use. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, so yeah. Would you recommend this book? Um, I wouldn't not recommend it. I would, it's not on my top 10. Like, I think it was fine. I, what I was hoping for was like actionable, like thought and strategy and more what we got was a bunch of like rambling stories, which was fine. However, I wanted more like substance in terms of this is what this could look like either in your industry or in your everyday life or like there was also no closure because he was talking about like him implementing the checklist on his own and that study. And I feel like they, he never got around to like, these are the results we had, even though he did say that even just in the past week, as he was finishing up the book, they were using the checklist and they caught like three major problems He said that like 93% of people surveyed like in the hospitals after using these checklists said they would want that checklist used if they were going to be having surgery. So I thought that was powerful, but there was no like, here's what's next or do this now. Or it was just like, it was a lot of weeds. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was, we, we, we got super specific medical stuff and very specific construction stuff and that kind of thing, which surprised me. So, yeah, but I mean, basically, I really will say it was a lot of confirmation bias for me because there was nothing in there that I was like, what? I mean, everything I'm like, yep, make a checklist. Right. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean, you exactly. Know? Yeah. Um, so it was, there wasn't, um, I didn't really feel like there was a lot that I could like argue with about, I guess, is what I'm saying. So, yeah. But anyway. Anyway, all right. So what's our next book? Um, wait, I want to say one more thing. Okay. Multiple times in this book, he mentioned that education doesn't look back and look at their failures. And I was like, is that true? I was trying to think about this because we spend a lot of time looking at data. But then I was thinking, I think we're not looking at the right failures. Like we're looking at test scores, dumb evaluations. But like if the box is messed up already... And right. we're evaluating systems that do not work and reflecting on what's happening. If the system is broken, then shifting a gear within the system doesn't matter. So it, I was like trying to think through that. So anyways, I know I'm like saying, I don't know if that makes sense, but basically it's like we need to take back and reflect on that system itself rather than pieces and gears turning inside a broken system. So anyways, yeah. That's my thoughts on education because I'm obsessed with it. And clearly I just had to get that out there because I was no, no, like, no, I, think I disagree. Right. But anyways, so yeah. Okay. You, yeah. I think you're saying you agree, but disagree. Yeah. Well, like, cause he, he was like, saying, they don't reflect back on their failures. No, we were saying a lot on our failures. Yeah. But we're reflecting yes. on the wrong thing. Thing. So, right. Yeah. You need to be looking at the system. It's a systematic yes. problem. Yes. Systemic. Exactly. Yes, yes. And yes, it's yes. complex. 
Um, okay, Very. so the time has come, everyone. Mic check, one, two, one, two. Okay, our next cross-training book is called Sum It Up by Pat Summit. And we Yay! are pumped for this. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, That's we're really be... excited about this one. Yeah, yo. Yes. So yeah. That, will, that will go down literally a month from today on October 1st. It will be our oh my first, gosh. right? Cray, cray, right? It's crazy. Oh We're in October. My gosh. Yeah. How did we get here? I don't even know. Seriously, I feel like this that's year has nuts. Flown by. It has flown by. What in the world? Yeah, it's like all of a sudden. Oh my gosh! It's like almost the fall, and football yeah. starts. Well, after, actually, this is going to drop, and UT will have played their first game. Yeah, I know that's good stuff. Let's cross our fingers and toes. I know, right? Um. All right. Yeah. So sum it. Yes. I'm like, I'm I'm very excited about it. Actually sum it up. I had some, it. that's good stuff. So, all right. So what are you finishing up with today? So everyone knows I'm on a journey in life to find Jean. Jean, you're Jean. I'm a Jean journey. Okay. So I have this friend, Audra, and she's been saying for forever, like just in conversation, like white house boss, black market has the best jeans. They do. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, everyone always says that. Everyone always says XYZ has great jeans. So I, I had Madewell jeans. They were great. Um, but I've lost quite a bit of weight and they don't fit anymore. And I happen to be over in Turkey Creek this weekend. So I was like, okay, let me just go try this White House Black Market. And the jeans are legit. Like I, I tried on, well, first of all, first of all, let's talk about this. I came in, the girl's like, what are you here for? I said, my, my friend says your jeans are really good. So I'm going to try on some jeans. So I picked one pair. She's like, what size are you? Okay. This is a winning move on her part. Okay. I was not going to try on multiple pairs. I was going to pick the one that I thought I liked the style. Okay. Right. Right. So I picked the one that I thought I liked the style. She pulled other styles and fits in that same size and went ahead and put them in my dressing room. Smart girl. She's a saleswoman. Yes, smart. Like she just, she, she didn't ask. She was just like, what size are you? And she goes they're They're in your uh, dressing room in case you like a different seller fit. And I walked out of there with two pairs of jeans, which Same. are like amazing. I have never been like, I love this pair of jeans. And both of them were not ones I pulled. They were ones that she pulled. Look at you. I love it. Yay. I know. Jean right? journey success. Jean journey success. And now and I, have I really, yeah. And you don't need more than like two pairs. Yeah, exactly. Really, yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't need a ton. Yeah. I just need them to be no. consistently good. And the ones yes. I do have are either too big or I like stretch them out and they have holes down the crack for a better sense yeah. of work. So yes. Anyways, my Jean journey is looking up. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So mine is an Instagram follow. Okay. Um, it is, it's, it's, this is her call line or her, what do you call it? Her handle on Instagram. Her I don't know. Yeah. Name? Anyway, it's br brunch with Babs. Working it up now. And, and Babs, her name is Barbara and her husband's name is Bill and he is, he, they've been married for 50 years and they're precious and she lives in the Hamptons. And she gives 
um, recipes and like kitchen tips. And she's like, she's since she's at the Hamptons, she has that New York accent, which I just love. And she always is like, Babs here with a blah, blah, blah. Babs here. That's how everyone starts. And they make me so happy in my heart. And I'm seriously making a recipe tonight that she recommended. Um, so I'll let you know how that goes. But um, she makes like pasta salads and full on meals and desserts. And then she does little tips on like different things in the kitchen. And anyway, I really like her a lot. And it's this, just she a looks short fun. Little... This oh, she is looks fun. fun. Yeah. So anyway, so brunch with Babs, um, even if you're not like a cook, like a sh- person that makes meals and stuff, I think you'll just enjoy her. Cause well, she has a no bake a- s'mores pie. I'm open to that. There you go. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, brunch with Babs. Babs here. <laughs> I wonder so if anyone calls her Barbara. I don't know. Dump and bake pizza casserole. I mean, seriously, she's got some good stuff on there. Yeah, it makes me happy. I'm making the, while you're looking at it, I'm going to make the Mediterranean chicken. Oh, fancy. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, this looks fun. That's I'm going to have to look into yeah. this. Yeah, okay. she's fun. She's, yeah. Anyway, I like um, fun people. So, anyway, <laughs> she's. Um, As opposed to unfun people. <laughs> unfun people. Um, but, yeah, I think it's called. Um. Oh, where is it? Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's I think it's just called Mediterranean chicken. And she does it with like, instead of pasta noodles, she does it with zucchini noodles. Oh. So anyway, yeah. Brunch with Babs. All Brunch right. with Babs. I think that's everything. Y'all, if you have any. She's a freaking on. influencer. She has these, um, s- these somersault bathing suits. No way. Yeah. These are, this, these are somersault bathing suits. That's Which, good I'm stuff. like, hey, Bab. Oh, Babs is Babs Listen, is. You don't at. have to be a 20 year old to be an influencer, okay? No, she's great. I mean, she's really great, and her little sweet husband. They just, yeah, I'm. Really, I'm just telling you, she's obviously been on Good Morning America. I just saw that. Obviously. Oh, she made these. Oh, she made these Morning Glory muffins. I was about day. to click on that one, but I didn't want it to be on the video on our recording. I'm oh sorry. Well it's all, oh you mean to read Yeah, to, it. To, to, oh, I wanted yeah. to watch it, but I'll wait. I'm trying to I'm I'm yeah. executing patience right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> good job, good job, good job. All right, y'all. That's all for Jones of Sizes.